Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's James Marino. As you guys know, you should be a Patreon patron. Hello. Uh, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Broadway Radio so you can get exclusive links. And I won't accidentally tweet those links out sometimes. Maybe you should just be on our Patreon. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, well, uh, this uh, Saturday evening, I don't believe that we've done a Saturday evening uh, show before, but... This week on Broadway, we're going to do on Saturday evening instead of Sunday morning because our guest is Lauren Gunderson, and she lives on the West Coast. So Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. Sunday morning was just a bridge too far (laughs) for her. So uh, we're doing Saturday evening, I think, for the first time. And uh, if you are one of our patrons, you'd be able to join us live while we record and ask us questions to ask Lauren and also uh, do lots of other fun things and get the show ahead of time. Listen to the show ahead of time because uh, this week on Broadway will come out on Sunday afternoon for the general public. But you'd be able to get it ahead of time if you're one of our patrons. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I think that me and Matt are doing a uh, Masked Dancer Patreon-only show. So I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, like, there's lots of goodies coming up this week. Like, just do it. (laughs) And the Masked Dancer thing, that's that's, uh, Wednesday evening, the, the, the final show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening right now. Happening right now. Excellent. <laughs> Good to hear. Also, uh, I spoke with the uh, the artistic directors over at Seacoast Rep, uh, Ben Hart and Brandon James. They are doing some really amazing work over at Seacoast Rep Repertory Theater, and uh, they have in-person shows and streaming oh, wow. shows and things like that. And they're doing... And they... Never missed a beat. They went from getting a notice that they were closed down for operations. Two days later, they were up and running (laughs) with streams for their audiences and uh, have reopened and have a very, as we know, very small, limited capacity. But they are open and paving the way for safety and theater all in one happy medium. So, Grace, what's first up in the news? All right. So last June, hundreds of BIPOC theater makers came together to sign We See You, White American Theater. It was a letter addressing racism in the industry, demanding change. Also highlighting this letter included the names of industry professionals that had you know, done signatures and everything. It was it was pretty impactful. And of course, you can read it on their social media as well. So we're now seven months after its release, and the organization has published an accountability report which I thought, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is so true. Like we need to hold these people accountable, right? It's not just because, because no one, especially the Broadway League, has not come forward and said, we see that you see this and we are going to acknowledge and he's our, these are our steps. Like they've not done that. So um, it, they were highlighting actions taken by institutions across the country in response to the movement, noting um, there have been some considerable actions in the industry towards equity, anti-racism, and the dismantling of white supremacy in the American theater. We can all clap for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, some of these theaters um, mentioned are including, you know, ART, Ars Nova, Barrington Stage Company, Goodman Theater, Hartford Stage, La Jolla, uh, Manhattan Theater Club, New York Theater Workshop, Playwrights Horizons, and dozens of others. 
So the document essentially says there's more work to be done. Um, Continue to keep white American theaters accountable. These are their words, hold them to it. Always ask for more and let this report show what collective action can do. You did this. This is our movement and it is working. Um, On their Instagram, they posted about Broadway League salaries while highlighting the need for them to diversify their board and implement policies to make the Broadway industry anti-racist. Uh, and again, like, I don't know if you were, you had the opportunity to watch the other night um, with the Broadway Advocacy Coalition. They had uh, a panel, Janine um, Tesori, and they had like Kate Schindel from um, Actors' Equity. And essentially, Amber Amon was like, hey, you know, what happens when we call Actors' Equity? And we say, like, there's some shady stuff going on in the workplace. Her response essentially was... Um, I mean, uh, th- thanks for calling. Like there was no real substantial like accountability for it and it was really uncomfortable. And then they had a good conversation about it afterwards. So I- I'm just curious, like if these, uh, I'm not curious. I know that these things are having an impact and I'm glad that these conversations are so publicized. You know, like this was a live event and we got to see in real time, people go, uh, 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 yeah, we got nothing. So I- I'm just, I'm excited to see progress is the whole point. So before we get into the rest of the news, we're going to take a moment and we're going to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. So, uh, Grace, I have to ask you, what interferes with your happiness? Oh, my gosh. I could give you a list of men. Um, No, uh, honestly, um, there has been so much with COVID-19 pandemic that has like brought a lot to light, I think, for a lot of people. And um, I think we all just need therapy is the whole point of that's my answer to your question. I think that so many things, everyone's finances, everyone's like emotional well-being, everyone's state of mind as far as where the arts are going, all of it, all of it interferes. If I were to say people, people who need people are the (laughs) luckiest people. (laughs) You know, I I think that that, you know, that kind of sums up what we're saying here is that we all need yeah. somebody to depend upon and uh, people depend upon us and and better help us here to help us all you know, to connect us in a safe and private online environment it's it's convenient and you can start communicating in under 24 hours yeah it's nice because you can you can kind of message anybody at any point like you you're set up with a counselor so you can message that counselor at any time which kind of surprised me um you get like timely and thoughtful responses as well it's not just like when you text you know your girlfriend at you know 2 a.m and she's like k you know it's a real person that's going to help you through this um of course you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions at your leisure um and it's all without having to sit through an uncomfortable like waiting room situation like this is all through our devices and this is a really accessible way to get that therapy instead of going especially during a pandemic time you can't go to your therapist's office so this is a definite like perfect alternative for that you know it I just wanted to, you know, you brought up a really good point. You know, uh, you're texting your best friend at, at 3 a.m. and they respond with K and things like that. Your best friend's not a professional counselor. And and, and better help, it's not self-help. It's a, you get a professional counselor who is trained to help you. And, and also you can, you know, not that you're a total burden to your best friend, but... But, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, what if the problem, you know, what if you're anxious? What if it's with it, them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if the anxiety is with the best friend and you can't go to them? And 
So uh, it, it's really good that you're able to, you know, get a professional in there to help you. Yeah, like I, I, I particularly struggled, especially uh, in the middle of like last year with the, the ability to even afford counseling. Sure. And this was an incredible resource for me because I deal with, um, I, I was dealing with a lot of like self-esteem issues and, and depression. And I, I already deal with like bipolar two disorder. So any, anything on top of the added stress of like day-to-day life, I, there was no way for me to handle that on my own. So having a licensed professional counselor helping me through those things during a very difficult and traumatic time was absolutely essential. And anything that I shared with that person was confidential. Um, it was really convenient. It was again, professional help, like James is saying, and it's affordable. So, um, so many people are using it and uh, they've been recruiting additional counselors all over 50 states because more and more people are taking advantage of this. Yeah. And it's really, uh, we have to stress there, one of the big things when people start think, thinking about going to therapy is like, how am I going to afford this? Yeah. Check check out BetterHelp. They, they have financial aid. It, it's available mm-hmm. if you qualify and uh, it's really, uh, you got you to invest in yourself and uh, BetterHelp is a, is a great way to do that. So uh, I, I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash broadwayradio. So join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Broadway Radio. And thanks so much for BetterHelp. They have been great at supporting Broadway Radio, and we'd like to, you know, check out BetterHelp. Uh, You don't have to sign up, but even if you just use our link to check them out, that's really helpful to Broadway Radio. Okay, what do we have up? What do we have up next? So despite the lack of in-person performances in almost a full year, I hate saying that. It makes me want to vomit in my mouth. Um, but the Drama League will continue their tradition of honoring outstanding accomplishments for the New York theater community. May 21st, the Drama League Awards will happen. It will be pre-recorded and streamed. The nomination process will focus on digital theatrical productions, identifying individuals and organizations that made an impact on the art form during the coronavirus pandemic. So additional information, including the longstanding special recognition award recipients will be announced at a later date. We'll get that to you guys as soon as we have it. Once again, the only shows that are even applicable um, are shows that have been pre-recorded or streamed. So what does that even look like? Like, James, do you even have predictions for this? Will it just be the Ratatouille musical? Like, what do you, what do you uh, think is going to happen? You took my prediction. I definitely was going <laughs> to say Ratatouille. No, but yeah. on a more serious, uh, on a more, I, you just have to right now, let's all, you know, engrave it in marble, Seth Rudetsky. That's right. Seth Rudesky has done so much during this pandemic for the Actress Fund and for so many other people out there. Let's just uh, give it to Seth Rudesky and he should get a Tony Award as well. But, you know, it's been 125 days since the Tony Award nominations. (laughs) Uh, Has it really? Are you not making that number up? Like 125 days. 125 days (laughs) since the Tony Award nominations and still no announcement from the Broadway League. But we're talking here. Here, uh, we're going to talk here about the Drama League Awards, not the not, mm-hmm. not the Tony Awards, but Seth Rudetsky <laughs> should win a Drama League Award. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that you said that because I hadn't thought about it until just now, but literally the man has not stopped. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he's planning cruises. And who's going on a cruise? But he's planning the cruises. The Seth Rudesky cruise. cruises, you know, if you can get on a boat with Audrey McDonald, I'm going. Laura Benanti, I'm going. Laura Osnes, I'm going. But, you know, uh, <laughs> certainly. Uh, every Laura, every boat, every Seth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's hit this next point. Um, Roundabout Theater Company. I don't know if you're familiar. Big Roundabout fan. Um, or, you know, I have been in the past, mainly because my friend Kara worked there. Uh, but Roundabout <laughs> Theater Company um, and Arts for All Abilities Consortium uh, will present a virtual theater festival dedicated to the voices of artists with disabilities on April 8th, 2021. So the festival is a space for artists to develop and share new theater works created and hosted by Roundabout Theater Company. All right. Um, and with the participation of four lead partner organizations, Action Play, Collab Theater Group, Dream Street Theater Company, and Epic Players. So artists from around the country have submitted their works uh, of original theater, monologues, spoken word, dance, music. Like, it's not just here. Give me your, you know, 40 minute play. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a good range of pieces uh, based on creative prompts on the theme connection. So from that pool, the partner organizations chose 24 participating artists to develop their pieces and work alongside Roundabout's collaborating artists over the next few weeks. So some people that are going to be taking part of this, which is, I think, exciting for the Reverb uh, Theater Arts Festival is Ali Stroker, Adam Gowan, and Lauren uh, Ridloff and more. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And uh, Roundabout Theater Company continues to... uh, be a, a, a tremendous force on Broadway, off Broadway, and globally yeah. in the theater community to take a leadership position in this, and this is wonderful. Yeah, and they've got an incredible subscriber base. I'm I'm excited for where they're headed in the future. Um, I, I know there were like rumblings of them doing like uh, a Rocky Horror uh, show <laughs> bit at um, at their Studio Fifty Four uh, venue for a while. And then I don't know if you're familiar, but the pandemic happened. So I appreciate this shift <laughs> for them. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Well, you know, they, they have to do some commercial things to pay for all these other things. Right, so, right, right. I they can't totally all be that. the sound inside with Mary Louise Parker. Like there has to be <laughs> other things. <laughs> yeah. But Mary Louise Parker will pay the bills. So let's go to our next bit. Um, the Public Theater has announced that the world premiere audio play Shadowland, which is written by Tau Foundation playwright-in-residence Erica Dickerson Dispenza, has been added to the public spring digital season. So it's directed by Lily Award winner Candace C. Jones, and Shadowland will premiere on Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. It'll be available for free on-demand streaming via the public's new Public Play Now forum and wherever podcasts are available. So it's going to be a totally audio thing, which, of course, we're excited about because that's what we do. (laughs) So here's, here's a statement from the artistic director. Shadowland is a beautiful, poetic, and heartbreaking account of Hurricane Katrina and the history and heroism of a New Orleans family. Um, Here's a statement from Erica about her work. So um, Shadowland began as a recovery project through which I resurrected my family's business as all 
Photographs of Shadowland were claimed by the flood that followed Hurricane Katrina. The plague grew in a timely meditation on how apocalypse clarifies or redirects our wanting. It is an epic exploration of queer Black Southern women navigating disaster, duty, and desire. So I've personally always wondered why there weren't more musicals or plays written about New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina times. Like, there's this band, Cowboy Mouth. I know you don't know who that is, unless you do, in which case... (laughs) Um, but they're like very bare naked ladies vibes they toured a lot in the 90s and they're from um they're from new orleans also fun fact the the bass player is ellen degeneres's brother that's not important but it is for this um and and so and they've written a lot about hurricane katrina as well and i'm always like guys i tweet them too much and they never answer like why haven't you written a musical i'm just so excited to see this or hear this rather (laughs) i know that was a lot (laughs) Instead of that hit song, Jenny Says, it could be Grace Says. You know it? We love them. We love them. Oh. We love them. We love them. Wow. That so, makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, really great. Uh, again, you know, uptown you have Roundabout Theater Company, and downtown we have the public theater. There, yeah. these. This is why the nonprofit theaters, we have to continue <laughs> to support them because of all these things that they're doing. It, it's true about the Hurricane, Tr- Hurricane Katrina thing. Um, I was trying to think about, yeah. uh, I think that I saw a play about Hurricane Katrina five years or so ago, but uh, I really haven't seen uh, too many things. And that, that's a that's a part of America's history that we, we have to recognize. It's, let's not repeat it. It seems like, unfortunately, on a, on a different scale, we're repeating it You know, these days in Texas right now. The poor folks in Texas yeah. are, are getting hit so hard right now. And we hope that, uh, that people step in and, and help their neighbors out there. So what do we have next up in the news? Yeah, so um, honestly, announcing I, I'm announcing a, a show is coming out with a second season that I didn't know had a first season. So I mm. felt ridiculously uncultured on this. A second season of the COVID nineteen theater comedy Staged will premiere on Hulu on March sixteenth. So they've already they've already had a first season, and David Tennant and Michael Sheen star as two actors whose West End play has been put on hold during COVID nineteen, but whose director has persuaded them to carry on rehearsing online. And here's a list of actors that are also attached to it, which I was, when I read this list, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, of course, I'm going to see this. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, Ben Schwartz, Jim Parsons, Simon Pegg, Kate Blanchett, Josh Gad, Christoph Waltz, Ken Young, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, hello, and Ewan McGregor. Like, what? Ewan McGregor, he's that Star Wars guy. He is. He's known predominantly for the Star War and the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> the Star War. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I was working at a, a retail shop and I, I encountered him and I forgot that he was Scottish and his mm. accent absolutely threw me and I started giggling, not uh, just out of like fear and flirtation and whatnot, but also because it just, I forgot that that's who he is. And so I was like, oh, I just, uh, mm-hmm, uh. So that's that's it in my Ewan McGregor story. Glad I told it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, do you know the actor Hugh Laurie? Yes, yes. Who played House? House, on House, and well, but, mainly he's known for being the dad in Stuart Little. Let's be very clear. Well, very clear there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it always throws me because he's British, 
and yeah. when he's not, you know, as the character House, which I, which ninety nine percent of, you know, where I've seen him in House, and he he's mm-hmm. an amazingly talented. I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, isn't he a Broadway. jazz musician? He is. He's a, just an incredible musician, and I would love for him to come to Broadway. But he was like, you know, he gave up multi million dollar contract with House <laughs> because he yeah. was like, I just need to go home and spend time with my family, you know? And so mm-hmm. I don't know if we get him to Broadway, but at least to the West End. Well, we technically got him to Broadway, guys, because fun fact, he helped inspire the song You'll Be Back from the hit musical Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. Hope you read that book. And I guess every one of our listeners did because no one sang anything. All right, let's <laughs> let's get to some <laughs> feel-good recommendations. Um, last night's Jeopardy final question was theater-related. And guys, I'm pretty sure our listeners would get this right. Unfortunately, the uh, returning champion did not. Yeah. So the question was, this late writer had 10 plays on Broadway, most of them set in Pittsburgh, like Jitney, which premiered in 2017 two of the contestants got this right of course they guessed august wilson who of course penned jitney and nine other plays fences uh, all amazing pieces right um and then the returning champion was has a phd in film so not really a theater person guess steven sondheim which i i appreciate that they were like oh this person is a big theater person but that was a that was a wrong move yeah, I yeah I think that Ashley threw a shoe through her television, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have to buy Ashley a new television. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but Stephen Sondheim did write a film. Oh, know? so yeah. uh, this guy should have gotten it. You know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a new Peacock original series. Did you know this was coming out? By the way, Girls Five Eva. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Girls 5 Eva, which is how I'm going to say it, um, features Sarah Bareilles. Like, how else are we going to say it? Um, Renee Elise Goldsberry's in it, Busy Phillips, who is one of my personal heroes, and Paul Appel. Uh, they just released like this little teaser trailer where they're kind of sitting on the stage singing together. It looks a little uncomfortable. I can't tell if it was meant to be comedic or not. But the executive producers, of course, are like Tina Fey, Robert Carlock, and Jeff Richmond, which... I'm sure you guys know as the team of Mean Girls and mm-hmm. anything else that you probably like. And uh, we'll include the YouTube link as well. So we're excited to see some some theater peeps in a new show. Did you see the, uh, uh, on a different topic, the uh, trailer yeah. for Cruella, the new Disney Cruella? You know what's weird? I have scrolled through it on Twitter a million times today, and I've not sat down to watch you the trailer. Did you it. watch? I didn't click on you it. You didn't click did on it. Did you click on it? I did. I did. Okay. You know, I was like, uh, interesting, kind of uh, new take. But uh, Glenn Close, executive producer. I was excited about that. Oh, that makes I, me feel a little make, better. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting. But I try, I try to keep an eye on Disney, what they're doing on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing wherever, because somehow, some way it affects Broadway. So I just want That's really fair. Keep my eye on what they're doing. Uh, you know, with the parks and what they're doing on screens and on Disney Plus and on televisions, because I think that it it Disney has developed this big ecosystem that Broadway mm-hmm. is a part of. So yeah. uh, eventually comes this way. All right, you're, right. Why, you're totally right. Why don't you get us out of here? Let's 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 get the hell out of here, guys. Yes. <laughs>
don't forget, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash Broadway Radio. Highly encourage you to take advantage of that, guys. It's it's really, it, it, I'm telling you, the impact on your life is really important. So betterhelp.com slash Broadway Radio. Don't forget to be a Patreon patron, guys. www.patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And of course, listen to us all the time on broadwayradio.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Annoy me all day long at Broadway Radio. Thanks again for listening to today on Broadway. You can follow us on all the Instagram channels, and I'm begging you to do that. Uh, you can also follow me at It's Grace Aki on Twitter and Instagram. James, where can people find you? Well, yeah. I can be found at James Marino on uh, the Twitter machine. Uh, <laughs> I don't get over to Instagram or Facebook much, but I, yeah, I still can be found there, but I don't get over there much. So uh, thanks so much, and don't forget, it's 125 days since the uh, Tony nominations were announced, and uh, we'll come back, I guess, who's coming back tomorrow? Is it Matt and Ashley? Oh, me and Matt. So come back and listen to Grace and Matt, or uh, what do we call them? Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> See you